what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Petty Herbalist Podcast. It's your girl, Karina, sitting at the dinner table. Y'all already know, vibing um, on the territories of the Coahuila and Luceno peoples, also known as Marino Valley, California. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and this is Asia. I am in the living room with Jasper. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on the Cheyenne Ute and Arapaho territories, also known as Aurora, Colorado. What's up, Bay? Mm-hmm. What is happening? What's what's going on with you? What's what's going on with that medicine bag today? Mm, that's right. That's right. Um, well, what's in my medicine bag is my bomb ass chicken liver pate. Ooh. Um, but I actually changed the ingredients to accommodate beef liver. So I swapped out the sage for rosemary, mm. um, the white wine for a dry red wine, um, and chicken broth for beef broth. Um Mm. but I've been um having a lot of that I um I made it with lion's mane mushrooms Mm. and and, uh, just a beautiful blend um and I'm feeling the impact of of having my blood um built and strong and tonified um and so that's in my medicine bag um you know I think the strong arm is in my medicine bag as well. Mm. Um, I've been feeling really buoyed by uh, the love of Karina and Dr. Kev. Shout out to him. And, Shout out. And the community. Like, I've been feeling really, um, really empowered uh, knowing that I have folks in my world that I can rely on, uh, especially uh, just experiencing my extreme uh vulnerability like living an authentic life uh choosing sort of love choosing to be the way that I am in the world like it's a risk mm-hmm. and sometimes like I don't get the rewards for that risk sometimes I am settled with the bag you know yeah and so yeah, the strong arm is in my medicine bag along with that liver. Um, what's in well, your medicine bag, Karina? First of all, I just wanted to say how decadent that uh, beef liver pate sounds. Mm, I'm still thinking about the rosemary. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'm thinking about the red wine. Ooh, mm. Yo, I did not eat breakfast, so mm. <laughs> yeah, girl is hungry. Um, but um, yeah, uh, today is an interesting day because it's the day before I go on vacay. Uh, I mean, it's is not it necessarily vacation because it's gonna be intense. I'm going to a boot camp for um coffee and good spirits. Um, that section of the um, U.S. coffee 
championships. Um, we're learning how to qualify um, for the competition. And so it's going to be really intense weekend in Portland. So I'm excited about that. But <clears throat> I got to tie up the loose ends for the workplace. Um, so, yeah, oof. All that is today. Today is a really busy day for me, so I'm stressed. But um, my check-in with Asia this morning was a little bit of my medicine. Um, yeah, I was stressed. And so talking to my wife was, you know, very much medicine for me. Um, <clears throat> I'm menstruating. Um, it's day four. Shout out to me um and <laughs> yeah shout out to me I really have been taking care of myself um I wanted to provide myself with all the medicine and so day two of my period I was on it I had my two infusions ready I believe I had my linden infusion y'all know no inflammation here okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had my hibiscus because you know red blood all the things I felt like it could nourish me um in that way um uh oh and then I added ginger and uh, nutmeg to it so it can be very reminiscent of sorrel um I also had um uh what is it called chamomile and cinnamon tea which um, a lot of my ancestors do a lot of um, uh, Latinos like typically in the Caribbean and also like Guatemala Mexico I think um, they use chamomile for cramps um, I also got some Damiana Damiana it is from Mexico and Central America um, it's an herb used for Typically, I saw that it's used for um, <laughs> like as an aphrodisiac. Yeah. Also, um, women use it for um, or against cramps. Um, so I was like, let's try that. Um, and then I also had my red raspberry leaf tea, which tones the uterus um, and people use for cramps and all that. So I really listened. Y'all, I was not playing no games. And I would say it was a very good period day. Um, mm -hmm. Although I did experience some cramping, um, I felt good. I felt nourished. Oh, I also, if y'all um, listened to, I think, a couple of episodes ago, um, Asia mentioned that she uses both motherwort and hawthorn um, during menstruation. So you already know I had to get on that. Mm. Um, yeah, um, you know, Hawthorne for blood, um, and heart medicine and motherwort be really helping me with the cramps. So yeah, I just had a really good, oh, you know, I had my heating pad. Y'all already know <laughs> that'll take those cramps right out. Okay. That's right. If you're sitting in those zoom meetings or even if you're at the workplace, you know, like turn that thing on and oof. That will give you some instant relief. So, yeah, I took really good care of myself, y'all, mm. um, in my menstruation bag. So, um, yeah, also had some really good conversations with some people. 
Asia will discuss later. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I've didn't, had a really, yes. Didn't you just win a competition? You know, oh. <laughs> Don't you want to share that with the people? <laughs> yeah, it was random, okay? But it's so funny, all the praise that I've been getting. So um, during the, um, so I'm part of this organization called Glitter Cat which Glitter Cat is an organization who um, trains people who want to compete in the U.S. Coffee Championships. And they make it so that this is accessible to traditionally underrepresented people. Um, and so, yeah, it's all expense paid. And so, y'all, me going to Portland, all expense paid. They already, the sponsor has been sending me things so that I could practice at the house. Um, but yeah, so um, there have been three boot camps. Well, our boot camp is going to be this weekend. And so the second boot camp was in LA and it's for the Brewers Cup. And so they have like the barista Olympics competition <laughs> where, you know, anyone can sign up to compete kind of thing. Um, and there's free food, there's vibes, there's drinks. And so I was like, it's in L.A., it's in my city. Let me pull up and, you know, say hi and, you know, vibe, get the free food. And so, <laughs> yeah, I rolled up and said hi to everybody, chilling. And then I got peer pressured into competing. And I was nervous because, y'all, I haven't been behind a bar since March. And I was like, do I even know how to steam milk anymore? Like, I definitely can't pull a shot. But let's do it. <laughs> and so it's a silly competition, as they put it. Like, they're like, it's just for fun. Like, whatever. It's for the vibes. And so you don't know what you're going to do until after you sign up. So I signed up. I was in the second heat. And so I watched the first heat and I was like, oh, man, y'all, I can't do this. <laughs> Why did I sign up? I played myself. I'm going to be embarrassed. <laughs> and so there's a lot of fun things that we did. I don't want to go too much into it because, um, yeah, we got to get into the show. But basically, I did the things that I won. <laughs> First place. First place, y'all. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was so much fun, but it uh, it made me realize how much I've been working. Because, yeah. you know, even though I haven't been behind the bar, I've still been doing a lot of work at the house when it comes to coffee. And so one of the, um, the, uh, the events of the competition, you had to use an AeroPress, which I'd never used before. It's a machine that you make espresso, like you press it. Never used it before, but I was able to pick it up because I'd be at the house doing my thing. That's right. So anyways, all that to say, I won. People were praising me on the internet. It was really cute. <laughs> like, yeah, so I'm ready for this weekend and it's going to be really hard. So cheer me on, y'all. That's I'm right. probably going to post this episode soon so I don't have to worry about it this weekend. So, yeah, if y'all are in Portland, holler at me. There's going to be another Barista Olympics there. So compete. I'm not going to be able to compete. So, um, yeah, pull up. So watch yeah. watch me on this journey. We watching. We love. <laughs> We're cheering you on, sis. 
Thank um, you, babe. <laughs> yeah. And what are we talking about this week? You know, we are going to be continuing utilizing fat as medicine. Uh-huh. And we're going to continue making infused oils. But this time around, we're going to use dried herbs instead of fresh herbs. Okay. So let's get into it, Asia. Yeah, word. So um, Karina and I really center uh, fresh plants um, in our work because fresh plants keep us linked to bioregion. When we're working mm-hmm. with fresh plants, we're not we're not buying out on the internet. We're not participating in extractive regimes of trade. Um, and so we do want to encourage that we have actual relationships, but sometimes... Uh, sometimes we want to make an infusion with a dry plant material. And um, when we do that, there are some principles at play. Uh, one of the principles we talked about, one of the risks of working with fresh plants is like molds, right? We want mm-hmm. to make sure we don't have a lot of biological activity. Um, and so fresh plants actually get rid of that. And that's why most of the plant products that are manufactured are manufactured using dry plants because they want them to be more self shelf stable. Um, and so with with these plants, um, we are going to be um, applying heat. Uh, the application of a, a low sort of amount of heat is going to speed. Uh, the rate at which the plant constituents move from the dried plant material into the oil medium. Uh, mm-hmm. And so uh, with freshes with dried plants, uh, we're going to fill our container um, sort of to the top with uh, fresh plant material uh, or with dried plant material. Uh, we're going to pour the oil over it um we're going to similarly let it sit for six weeks but if we want to add heat um we can decrease that amount of time and one of the ways to add heat is by having it in a slow cooker on the lowest setting remember too much heat will drive off the volatile constituents and so as much as possible you want to have this happening in a closed container so i like putting um, my dried plant uh, infusions in the slow cooker in a water bath with the lid on. Um, And that way, any of the volatile constituents that want to like rise up, they get trapped in the container. Um, People use various amounts of time for um, how long to infuse the dry plant. We talked about good old Willie, uh, mm-hmm. the bush doctor from Costa Rica, he used, um, he made a clove oil that he buried in the earth for a full year, right? Mm-hmm. So that it went through the various heating and cooling cycles. Um, and so he left his fresh plant infusion for a year overheat. Um, I've been able to, uh, have a, a really high quality, infusion um after about 10 days um 10 days seems like a lot um but mm, not for me 
Wait, I have a question. What's up? How long did you leave it in the crock pot? For about 10 days. Oh, you left in the crock pot for 10 days. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and I um and I mix it kind of I go back and I like shake it every day. Um dried plant material, there's so many different like ways to do it. I really want to encourage um y'all to to be very experimental. Um <clears throat> what's really cool is that the application of heat is also suitable for fresh plant material as well. And so some of us who live in temperate bioregions, the bioregional fats that are available to us are going to be like butter or ghee. It's going to be animal fat, um, bear fat, yak, lamb, tau, whatever Ooh. it is. And our <laughs> indigenous ancestors made their salves um, with animal fat, right? Australians made it with... Um, kangaroo fat the ute folks made it with bear fat um and so animal fat was the primary method actually before people were mm -hmm. pressing seed oils um and so warmed infusions even with fresh plant material they're going to warm those um saturated fats which are solid at room temperature allowing that infusion to happen and so if you ever want to speed up and infusion, um, adding heat is one of the ways to speed up the process. Mm -hmm. You know, I haven't done the pot, the crock pot method yet. And mm -hmm. so I'm very interested in starting it. I think it's because I only have my tiny crock pot right now. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, because I have made a lot of... Um, rose oil with fresh and i find that that one has molded a lot a lot a lot um so i'm interested in trying um a dried rose infused oil um in a crock pot and see how that measures up and also i can try y'all's raggedy <laughs> since y'all hate fresh or you hate calendula but um <laughs> I can try a dried calendula in um in the crockpot method as well. Yeah, so. indeed, most of the calendula infusions are made um dried with heat. Um, mm -hmm. I also want to name that those plants that are rich in carotenoids, they're usually orange, red, or yellow in color. Um, often benefit from the application of heat. Um, mm -hmm. And so infusing these oils in the sun, right, is one of the ways that actually activates the pre-vitamin, the pre-vitamin uh, pre A's. Um, and so, yeah, like one of the indicators that these like orange, like calendula plant infusions have worked is that your infusion should be orange. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and some people, they try to infuse it for a few hours and they're like, oh, it's good enough. But I'm the results that you get after infusing it for days or weeks are mm -hmm. really, really powerful. Um, so I, I do encourage sort of longer infusion times for dry plant material versus short ones. And that, you know, heat as an application can be applied broadly to all of our herbal medicine making. 
it's mm -hmm. risky because we might destroy some plant constituents but for those plants that are orange red and yellow that have a lot of carotenoids like heat is an ally um mm -hmm. and it and it will change the properties of your tincture of your infused oil of anything um yes i have one more question What's that? um what are some dried plants that would be fun to use that you know you typically couldn't get fresh or it's it's easier to get dried than fresh so what are some some yeah dried plants that we can try out that you would recommend absolutely um our spices mm -hmm. right like i really want to uplift um, those spice herbs that are highly aromatic, which mm -hmm. tells us that they have an affinity for fats. Um, and uh, they're always, we, we're rarely going to get a fresh spice herb. So mm -hmm. I, um, that's one of the things that I did with the spices that I bought for my birthday was that mm -hmm. I <laughs> tinctured them and infused them in oil. Um, because aromatic plants really lend themselves to oil infusions. However, dried aromatic plants usually lose all of their volatile constituents, right? Mm. So it's like, it's that's tricky, right? Um, I would make a fresh plant infusion with an aromatic. Um, but some, some things that folks always have, you already mentioned rose petals, uh, flower mm. petals of all kind. Um, I feel like they make really great dried plant infusions. Indeed, like there are these beautiful potpourri sort of blends. Now, mm. in general, um, we never advocate for mixing herbs. Um, mm. and when you make a tincture, you don't mix the thing and then tincture it. It's, no, we keep it simple, <laughs> one mm. plant at a time. But those potpourri spices or um, sort of uh plants actually make a really great sort of infused oil um and then of course i'm thinking about like spices um dr the, the the dried spices that we use um mm. infusing those in oil and uh using that as like salad dressing and things like that mm. um and so that's a good way um and yeah like you know Things that are really high in protein, like comfrey, for example, I will hand draw the com dry the comfrey myself mm -hmm. and then do a heated infusion with the dry plant because comfrey is super high in protein. So that yeah, plus go. it being fresh. Ooh, yeah, I can't with that much mold <laughs> in my life. No, I won't. So my comfrey infusions are made from dry. So think mm -hmm. about like those high protein plants. They're often nutritive. Um, those are some plants that are perfect candidates for uh, a dried oil infusion. Yay. Thanks, Faye. Yeah. That's really helpful. Good. I can't wait for all of us to make some more um, infused oils with dried plants. That's right. So. And look in your spice cabinet. Like, I think that's going to get you some of the, the most excellent sort of results right? Like our spices, yes. our rare spices. That's what I'm experimenting with now. So I wonder, you know, what would happen? So come play with me. Yes. 
And y'all already have a recipe for clove oil because remember Doc Willie's recipe? I have that on the Instagram. So y'all already have one. So yeah, let's let's get some more oils going. Yeah. And next week we'll talk about what to do after the oil is made. Yes. All right. So uh, I guess it's time for our bougie auntie word of advice. <laughs> it's time, y'all. Um, hmm. So I guess my bougie auntie word of advice is... Yeah, I'm going through it because I'm experiencing some disappointment and um and also I am in yoga um and so I'm realizing that I was attached and so you know today I had my meditation class and I was telling my yoga teacher about um, being attached to this disappointment. And he had a lot of empathy with me and, you know, gave me the tools to just kind of zoom out. And um, not that like I needed to just detach from the disappointment, but I just needed to zoom out a little bit. And so in my meditation, like I was able to zoom out and understand like, how I was feeling and um, just kind of peel back the layers um, of like what actually I'm like my emotions behind instead of just I'm disappointed that this didn't turn out like why are you disappointed like what are you feeling um, and so yeah I, it it was very helpful to zoom out a little bit and to zoom out and to zoom in like mm. to zoom out and say hey like it's more than just this but also be able to sort through since I did zoom out I could see where I needed to dig deep mm. and so I was doing that today and mm. uh yeah I feel like I'm experiencing disappointment because I'm finally taking care of myself and I know what I need now mm. and I really, really want to take care of myself really well now. Yeah. I'm so committed to taking care of myself in the best way possible. And yeah, I don't want to take no for an answer. So like because of that, I was just like, no, I want to advocate for Karina. And so um, that also made me cry. Mm. So all that to say, <laughs> my bougie auntie word of advice is when you're feeling the things, zoom out a little bit so you can figure out what you actually need to go and dig deep into. Hmm. Um, yeah, and figure out what's going on. But also, like, I've been saying this all day to Asia. Like, don't be afraid to, like, feel the emotions. All these human experiences, like, they're here for us to go through. Hmm. And... You know, but we're also not supposed to do it on, on our own. Like call in the strong arm, like yeah. call in your best friend, call in your yoga teacher, call in your mom, like whomever it is to you that you need to 
go through your situation with like don't do it by yourself mm. call them up be with them in it mm. um and yeah advocate for yourself so yeah that's what i got for you it's probably the same thing i say every week y'all but <laughs> like truly yeah thank um, you thank yeah. you for that that word sweet one thank you for inviting us to zoom out um I'm sitting here trying to practice your your word of advice and it's like I can zoom out and go give my best friend a high five kind of thing <laughs> and I zoom back in and I'm still troubled um I have been doing my best to care for myself and what that care looks like is having a deep honesty about what my actual experience is that mm -hmm. is distinct from what I'm supposed to be feeling or what I should be feeling mm -hmm. and sitting with the truth, right? The truth of like, uh, I, I loved a person who has no regard for me or the truth of um, the complex relationship between me and my mentor or the truth that like what my spirit needs to be liberated may be different than what we are taught to seek. Mm. Um, and so my bougie auntie word of advice as I'm sitting here in all of my fragility um is that I really, really advocate that you don't have to hold sort of all of your armor by yourself. What mm -hmm. I really advocate for is, and what I really advise is that, what would it be like in your world if you can ask folks to advocate for you? Um, for example, mm -hmm. Karina, there, <laughs> there was a troubling message that I received and I was about to text you like, can you respond to this for me? <laughs> because And I would have been like, bet, because <laughs> I'm a real one. <laughs> because she's the realest. But it's like, we can't hold the fragility. When we choose to be authentic, actually, when we choose to let down our guard, actually, like we are actually vulnerable mm -hmm. and we actually need infrastructure to help to help defend us to help yeah. guard us to help keep us sacred and yeah my bougie auntie word of advice is that like call in your strong arms like extend yourself you're already vulnerable you're already allowing yourself to feel the things and cry and, and be <laughs> all you know a puddle of feelings right <laughs> So now that you're a puddle of feelings, why don't we become a puddle of self-advocacy, right? Come on. And really ask for those in our world to help to create some of those structures, some of those armaments, some of those boundaries that we um, maybe can't hold uh, when we're super soft. So my bougie auntie word of advice is that when you choose to walk the path of being the real bitch, <laughs> <laughs> like you have to walk the path hand in hand with other people yeah and so that's what I want to encourage 
Wow. Well, I love that, Bay. Um, you know, you got my hand in walking the bad bitch path. <laughs> Thanks. We be out here crying all day long, feeling <laughs> the things, um, and advocating for love. Yeah. So mm. thank y'all for coming alongside us and learning and also crying. Um being the bougiest aunties um thank y'all for supporting us on social medias at petty herbalist at bones bugs and botany and shout out to y'all who are supporting us on patreon um, petty herbalist got a new subscriber so shout out to you i forgot your name but you know i'll i'll call you out on the next one um and shout out to Asia's new patron, too. <laughs> Said, we out here, okay? We really appreciate y'all's support and y'all's interactions with us. Mm -hmm. um, Asia and I are very community motivated, so y'all just make us want to be better. So That's right. Shout out to you, Alexis. I know you're <laughs> listening. Welcome <laughs> to the squad, bitch. Yes. Um, and Karina and I have a huge announcement that's coming. It's sure one of the biggest things that we've ever done together. Some of y'all <laughs> on the patrons, y'all already know. Yep. But we are moving towards this gigantic announcement. And all I want to do is prepare you. Like, mm -hmm. get you, your spirits ready. Get your spirits ready, but you need to grab a friend. Because mm -hmm. we're we're gonna go, we're gonna do the work. Uh and, and we're gonna do it hand in hand. Yes, we are. So get your get your friend together. And that's all we're gonna tell you right now. <laughs> that's all we gonna say but just know that it's the biggest thing ever for us and um you need a friend to participate so yes <laughs> all right y'all thank y'all again and uh just remember to always stay ready and be petty <laughs> bye, bye.